I just, I wasn't expecting other people to see my process in this way. <laughs> All right. With, with This is where it's going to get real. Mm. Okay. I'm starting out. There's your hint. I'm starting out with the real. All right. Logan, this morning, mm-hmm. you know how I have decided to abandon all quality content creation and only focus on poorly made demotivational TikToks, correct? Oh, okay. Yes, it is. I was wondering so, where you're going with that, but yes, I do. <laughs> this morning, I, well, okay, let's say I'm, maybe they're not all demotivational because mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I, what I need to share with the world today is that every day, the only prayer that I say anymore is I pray that we never find that whatever the bad thing that Dolly Parton did is that bad. Because Dolly Parton is just oh, a yeah. gift. Oh, she yeah. She's just an I angel mean, like, on this earth. Yeah, I but, mean, it's it's the Dixie Stampede. It's already, it's already come and gone, and she made amends, you know, like... It's now, you, now it's you just weren't supposed to actually bring it up, but the real <laughs> issue—the <laughs> real issue—is that I had that thought. I was planning the video, and then you revealed. Where are you going? Where, what? Where I was going? Aren't you going? Or was that somebody else? You said you. it in Discord. I would join you on Friday, except I'm going to... Dollywood, of course. Oh, okay. yeah. That's what <laughs> we're going to Dollywood all the time. The okay. pieces together. I, so I didn't... I wasn't aware that I was putting a puzzle together, but then it was done all of a sudden. <laughs> here we are. Frontil, Logan. Frontil. Don't tell, don't, don't tell Greg about the Discord. Frontil, Greg. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The B team. The B team. We're here. Has well, that rhymed. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, you can't sort of rhyme here with here. It's the same word. I said got, year. Got, oh, yeah, yeah, it was year in here, and also we've got tons of cheer. Oh, I don't know what we've got. Let's tons bring of, some beer. Man, we and all are... three of us are queer. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I think that's been under some question by some people this year whether oh, I still qualify. <laughs> giving up too much straight energy. Yeah, you you much like becoming gay, like when like yeah. when you accidentally touch hands with somebody when you go reach for something at the same time if you touch hands with another man, you become gay. If you yeah. if you have enough interactions in a locker room where somebody like smells bad, then you can turn straight again. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is that no, that the happened? internet rumor is that Will is actually bi. <laughs> yeah, see? See, I'm crossing so over. He's he's our crossover. Uh, he's our, our, our outreach to the straight community. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> horrifying. This is not how where I wanted this to go. You All guys right. it's the most subverting. What, it, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. We yeah. are providing the people, our people- with a yeah. podcast after approximately a year and a half of radio silence. We're where really, really bringing that content at a regular clip. <laughs> Expect we, another one in around a year and a half. Now that'll be 2023. I mean, 24. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Get, we'll get that one in there. Uh, but we've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I guess. Uh, but so I wanted to start out. Wait, for, let's you know. Let's do this right. Okay. Hey. So I, I'm Will. You're Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. Yes. You're Greg. I'm Greg. Yes. This because is the, the last time we did this. You yelled at me for not doing introductions. Yeah, this time it only took us six minutes. So okay. that's I feel like good. Now, that last is time good. It took like ten or fifteen. So uh, to see, and that you see how, how funny it's going to sound when I cut out the first five minutes. <laughs> and you're say, it took six minutes, but it actually only took <laughs> one. Well, and highly editing. Editing. And there's going to be like sleigh bells and the sound of softly falling snow throughout the background of this entire thing, unless I decide not to do that. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Anyway, this is, are we going to announce what this podcast name is? I was just getting there. This is the Tuesday night podcast, which is a podcast about the love we game take the stories is... we make while playing the games we love on around and even underneath the, uh, underneath table. the table Logan's the um, one who always gets it closest to the. Yeah, I don't know that that's whatever 100%. that phrase. Like, is. I, got like I have a, it. I got like a low A on that. I, I haven't listened to the beginning of that podcast in what three years? I mean, a minimum of a year and a half. Right? A minimum of a year and a half is last <laughs> well, time I thought about it. Well, but we didn't do it right that time either. So yeah. who that's even look, knows? It, it's right because it's ours now, and yeah, it's, it's right what we in, make in it. Our hearts. In our hearts. But I don't have a heart. You well, have a the, hole. We do have where did you did you miss between us? We have plural <laughs> yeah. hearts between us. It's, yeah, okay. I have Fine. I have a bigger heart to compensate for Will. And, and Greg has a bunch of glitter hearts. I like do. Spares. Oh boy, you're really going down the road. Okay, so let's try. Oh, this is going to be. So, it's like herding cats, mm-hmm. which I believe is one of the games that I played this past weekend. Was it good? Um, was it fun? I we we can't do that. I promised the listeners, yeah, lessons learned psychically yeah. that we would start with lessons learned. Yes. So that anybody who just wants to to know what we've learned in the past year and a half and be out and not hear about the actual fun and adventures that we had that they can do that. So yeah. Greg, you get first shot. What is your lessons, lessons learned? learned? So lessons learned, I actually I I don't know if I had just published my game in the last one, I think it had just done it, and I'd done my Kickstarter, and Logan was gearing up. Here's my lesson learned over the last year and a half of people, not me, running my game, is there's a lot of people that take rules as if they are absolute law. Because I would get messages like, hey, am I allowed to give all of my players a weapon? You can do whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. Am I allowed to that anybody can always do one point of damage when they make an attack? Apps, yes, it's your game. You can do whatever you want. There are so many people. TTRPGs are very squishy. Like, every rule is squishy. Like, I I assume those people are coming from a similar mentality of board games where the rules really, really matter. Yeah, but it, it surprises me how many people are like, am I allowed to do this? So... As I'm writing my second RPG um, and trying to figure out what I'm doing with that, the mystery business, I do have 
paragraph that says you are allowed to use or not use as many of these rules as you want. You do you. This is your game to use as you see fit. Because I didn't do that in Glitter Hearts because I assumed that was a given and found out it's not. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by Mothership, the actual RPG. <laughs> Made by Tuesday Night Games. I wonder if they want to buy mine. Fine. In the last year and yeah. a half, Mothership made a had a million dollar Kickstarter. There, they yeah. had They're a fine. big old Kickstarter. That is true. It's I that it's it's the first and probably the last time ever that I gave money to a Kickstarter and said, "Please take my money. I don't want anything from you." <laughs> Because right. we could say my lessons learned in the past year and a half is I do not like tabletop RPGs. Aww. I do not like them on in a, a box. boat. I do not like them when I'm afloat. So, I do not like so them with other people. I do not like them with a stack of meeples. <laughs> tabletop RPGs are not for me. <laughs> They're not your people. I, I like pretty recently got back from... Uh, a D&D cruise, so I do like it on a boat. I do like it. You do like it on a boat. Well, I mean, absolutely. The issue, this is a very Will Anderson issue, and I, you know, it's, it's as I've come to grow and knowledge of myself, is I have, what, what, what's the way to put it? Like, the problem is that you have to play them with other people, and I don't like other, oh, Should, no. Um... Here, this is it. If I'm doing it, if, if if I'm if I'm playing a tabletop or if I'm interacting with other people, finally got the words out. <laughs> if I'm interacting, I either want to be telling them what they should be doing, or I don't want to, to be around people at all. And kind of TTRPGs are in the in middle between those two. <laughs> you could look into yeah. like the solo RPGs like Thousand Year Old Vampire. Yes, it's called uh, The Cave of Time. It was published in probably 1978 uh, by Choose Your Own Adventure. It's probably the best book ever written, and that's the only RPG I will ever need. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Man, my actual lessons learned was that mistakes are like a skill. The more that you make them, the better you get at just <laughs> dealing with it. Because, man, oh, man, have I made a ton of mistakes in the past year and a half, and yet I'm still here yeah. recording podcasts, yeah. kicking butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, Logan, what's your lesson learned? So I think that the last time we had one of these podcasts was before before the the Kickstarter concluded or maybe even before it, it started. I don't even It know. was right when uh the ultimate Random Encounters Encounters book. Branders. Yes, that book came it was like pre-orders. So weirdly, those, both of those books came out at like the same time. My RPG yeah, and yes. the book that I wrote. So that was a whirlwind year for me. Um, I will say that my lessons learned are my next RPG is going to be a one page RPG that I just put straight on itch.io and I'm not going to print it out. Everybody can just get it digitally. I don't want to deal. But how can I give you money? By going to my itch. Just go to logantjenkins.itch.io and you can give me money in a variety of ways. But if I can just hack it and steal it, I'm not going to give you any money. <laughs> I so So wait. 
you will only you only you really want to. I'm give only me giving money, you money if you force if, me to. <laughs> but, but you that's, that's a contradiction of what you just said. You you want to give me some money, but only if I force you to. Yes, exactly. This is some weird kink shit. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've all got our thing. Yeah, yeah I'm not true. trying to yuck any yums. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I published a game. I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you here this evening. Just a recipient of a Marxie for longest title in an indie TTRPG game. So congratulations to me for Good job. that award. Good job. We are so proud of you. We knew you could do it. Yeah. I did it. I did it. I really did it. Um, other lessons learned are that people do not check their email. They will pay for a thing, like a lot of money. Some, I mean, like most people will check their email, but like, Literally, it was last week I got an email from somebody like, I I never got my PDF. What do I do? And I'm just like, I barely have access to this Kickstarter anymore. <laughs> that steps to get into this messaging service. I here's a new PDF code. I hope you're not trying to steal from me. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of people that I still have, technically, there's like three people that never sent me the address for the physical book. It's been three years now. You're not getting it. I don't have guys, access to that anymore. One of the people that did the highest tier reward, it was like, I want to say $200 for the reward tier, never sent me anything. And that was like, a, you get a portrait in the book for that. And so there's one portrait that is Mysterious Stranger. And then like whatever part of the name that i could glean from their like username on kickstarter so there's just like a dark shadow of a person which is kind of cool like i wouldn't yeah, be that cool. mad about it if i figured it out like way later but i don't understand why you'd pay that much money and then never see that again I don't know. well i think one thing that i've learned in the past year and a half is some people just have more money then they know what to do with. Yeah. Because boy, yeah. they're spending it on stuff that I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, I'll add that to the text about secrets that Craig's <laughs> sending. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. All right. So for anybody who was just happy to hear our voices, you got your lessons learned. You don't <laughs> want the meat. You don't want the actual learning. You're free to exit. Uh, we'll open the doors for about three minutes. And frontal. And then. Until to you, uh, until and the, the will uh, anybody else who stays, the doors will be locked again. Yeah, and you cannot escape after this. It's like a and... timeshare meeting. Oh boy! Oh gosh! So many of those. <laughs> oh boy! Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. <sighs> so. We do have a topic this evening, and the, the actual reason why we have decided to come together, the three factions joining again, is because we were all in person in the same place. We were. A rarity. At the same time, to the fact that I gave Logan a hug. I got yeah. two. 
which is the first and last hug that I will be giving this decade. See you in the 2030s, friends. <laughs> Greg gets no hugs because he lives here. Oh, I feel so honored. I? I genuinely, thank you. <laughs> well, well, do be as honors to be sure. I but try to hug Will, and he's like, you live here, and he kicks me in the Go stomach. away. <laughs> kicks you in the ribs. <laughs> we all went to PAX Unplugged in Woo-hoo! Philadelphia this past weekend, and uh, we wanted to share our experiences with you, the gentle listener. Yeah. So what is, let's do highlights. Mm-hmm. Besides going to very expensive hot dog restaurants and eating a beet salad, um, oh yeah, what? that very expensive hot dog restaurant. I was like, "What?" But yeah, no, that's the first thing that we did when where, we got there. Where only one of us got a hot dog. Yeah, correct. Oh, correct. I was too well, scared. Was, I was too scared. Technically, it was a dog restaurant. Yeah, it was the good dog. Had a hot dog. Bar. It was the good dog yes. bar. Look, my Kaiser Krauten was very good. It hey. was actually, I think, the best, like the most emblematic of how I feel about Philadelphia. The way that I describe Philadelphia (laughs) is it has all like the dirt and filth of New York city with none of the culture and international flair. And it has all of the deep history and American, you know, sources of Washington DC without any of the class. And I think that really describes the good dog bar. Like, I have. Oh, it, you're blasting Philadelphia right now. It, it's <laughs> Philadelphia can take it. Uh, like, I mean, I, I we know Greg doesn't drink, but it's like to say that I have drank in bars that smelled worse than that place would be hard to say. But the food was actually really, really the food good. Really good. Yeah, yeah the food was great. And they. Yeah. Oh, that was very good. Very good empanadas. I had a very good stout beer while I was there. But I wasn't going to just talk about the food. We're going to talk about the stories that we made while we, the, and the food we The food was only a portion of it. Um, so you guys were all together because? Well, our uh, me and Greg's other podcast that actually comes out every single week, uh, Very Random Encounters, all four oh, man. of our hosts were there, like, that's the first time all four of us have been together in, in one place. And I'm not not saying this Twitter ran with this and thought that we hit, none of us had ever met ever. Yeah. But no, that's that's not no, true. That's, I'm just saying specifically true. all four of us together has not happened. We've had a different configuration of three of us several times. Um but all four of us has never happened until Pax Unplugged. So that was that's definitely my biggest highlight by a mile. Uh yeah. was getting to see the friends that I hang out with every single week and uh, in the flesh and blood. Yeah. It was incredible. And, and we could touch. Yeah. We got hugs. Instead of what happens now. <laughs> and you all shared a house together. We yeah. Did. We got a, a really big Airbnb that was really nice. The host was very nice and we all had our own bedroom. Um, It was great. And I got a hotel room by myself as I prefer but it was not as nice as I wanted it to be. Oh. <laughs> wow. The, but the lobby was great. The lobby was incredible. Oh, except, that. They put, they put no all their investment in the lobby. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to leverage 
a complaint about Philadelphia and also larger cities. There are there's nowhere to pee. There's nowhere to go when, to the bathroom. When, when the city was built in 1776, they did not plan out bathrooms, and they've changed nothing since. <laughs> Correct. People didn't have to use the ha- bathrooms in the 18th the century. They didn't use the street. No, it was 1776. Possibly. Things were wild. Blood flowed. Pee flowed. Mm-hmm. All right. We all showed up on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Greg and I literally left Minneapolis at 3 o'clock in the morning. We were in yeah. no mood for any of your biz. It was and... the same, same with us. We had to get up at 3 as well. Because uh, we, there there's, there's thankfully a direct flight from my town. But only at you know five thirty a.m. Very early yep. in the morning. Yep. Yes, ours so, was a was a flight to Chicago, and then a flight from Chicago to Philadelphia. I will say the greatest experience I've ever had in Chicago was this trip because that breakfast burrito was choice. Yeah, it was. Good. It was real good. Uh, so yeah, Thursday was a wash. Friday, we all stumbled to the convention center. I don't think anything happened particularly great on the Friday morning before we got there. I and don't think so. No, I don't think was, so. It was mostly like getting when up did and we, getting ready to go. We didn't get the mystery donuts until Saturday, right? The mystery donuts are Saturday, yes. I didn't get any mystery donuts. Look, things got <laughs> wild. First I'm hearing Here, about those. But here's the thing. Thursday night, Logan made some poor dasher Go eight thousand miles out to oh. a Wegmans and pick us groceries. <laughs> Instacart has the worst interface, the worst user interface, and it was just like the very first thing it suggested was Wegmans. I was like, great, that's where we can get groceries, and we just ordered some drinks for the for the long weekend and um, bananas. Bananas, yeah, drinks and bananas was what we got. Was what literally what we got? Drinks and bananas, and. This poor person, it was a 30-minute away Wegmans. Like, what? Yeah. And you know what's even worse? What? I know somebody who works at that exact Wegmans <laughs> who was coming into Philadelphia oh. Thursday night. Mm, I should have. Had we known. Why didn't you tell me everything you know about everybody who works That's... at a Wegmans in Philadelphia? <laughs> because your hotel, your Airbnb and my hotel were nowhere near each other. But so okay, so Thursday the the weird thing about Pax Unplugged this year, which I don't know since I didn't go last year, I don't know, but no panels. Yeah, we yeah we got the we got the skinny on that, which was like I guess they had a a bad year last year, which is understandable because it would be the first return from pandemic, so people were probably yeah. hesitant to even yeah, yeah. go. I, and also I wanna say like Pax you even still now that the the CDC refuses to say the word mask until now when we have a very shitty, we're about to have a bad winter, but um, PAX was a hundred percent vaxxed and hundred percent masked, which is, which is nice. That's, yep. that's cool. I like that. We have less of a chance to get the PAX pox, but um, wait, where was I going with that? <laughs> there were no panels. There were no panels. There were no so panels. Half of, so I guess they had a bad year last year and they, I guess subletted. The con so area? what happened what happened is Social over the last thing? yeah like over the last year they have not been able to get the attendance to make con like to really be like we can just have one con will take up the entire place it will make us all the money so apparently this year they're like 
whenever you want to book your cons, we'll book them together. So PAX had a huge section of it, but all of the rooms went to a teacher's conference. So the weird thing that we experienced is that we were acknowledged and given free media passage for being content creators. Like, yes, we see that you have a good show. You have a big show. Please come into PAX for free. But all of us content creators were denied panels because they had four theaters. So if you weren't like a Rivals of Waterdeep or some super big. Yeah, really big. Really big, yeah. Really, really big. You weren't getting a panel. So like shows that are bigger than ours, I was talking to them like, oh, they were all denied too. They're like, so we don't know. This seems to be the way that Philadelphia is going to do it because, again, it didn't feel like PAX Unplugged was crowded i mean there are a lot of people there but it was not swamped yeah, given, like yeah like for example the uh the like packs together which was the lgbtqia plus lounge there was always like an empty table where you could go sit down and play games on which is i mean for a place that's like that's got like vendors in it i would expect that to be pretty full for a for a packed convention you know like w- yeah waiting on tables for that well, it was definitely not a packed convention. Even Saturday. Even Saturday. Even yeah. Saturday. Was not I packed. mean, Saturday was busier. Yeah. But not like it was not packed. And again, this is this matches my experience with PAX East earlier, where that pl- that place was empty. Um That is so, so hard to believe, man. That convention is always like deadly. <laughs> yeah. So and like we talked about it, it's like well, it, like if this is how this convention is going to be, it's not worth us spending our money if we aren't going to have like panels or things. Because I'm not, I'm not there to just give packs unplugged free press, right? Yeah. Like, I I also should oh, be getting and something the podcast out of this. Now. <laughs> Shut it, you down. know. I should also be able to like have a place to meet people who want to see us and not have to track people down and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Friday we got there. Yes. So because there are no panels, the main thing to do was to walk the expo floor. If you didn't have previously arranged meetings with friends, colleagues, associates, etc. Did you see anything on Friday that was like immediately stole your breath, drew your attention, and said, I I have to stop for this. Uh yes. Uh hold on. Let me I I, I have to remember what the heck the I have a couple game. of things. Like Go. so Oink Games was there and they're beautiful yes. and perfect. What a great company. And they had a lot of copies of Scout, which was nominated for Spiel des Jahres um, this year. Uh, I think got second in that one, which I don't think gets you a little stamp, but still, it's clearly a good game, and it's an org game, so I, I wanted that, but it, it's been out of stock everywhere. So I grabbed that, Decorum, out of stock. when uh, At Gen Con, it sold out. Um, it's a really funny game. Love that game. And so I bought it there, and they shipped it to me for free because they didn't have copies oh, right. in hand, but they were like... We meant to have copies, so <laughs> yeah. And then I have another one, but that's not until Friday night, which was the most awesome thing. <laughs> and I guess we'll talk about that later. 
Uh, I found this uh, salvaged deep space cooperative tabletop sci-fi adventure uh, game that's on coming on Kickstarter or was on Kickstarter and they're just like doing pre-orders now. Anyways, uh, like a cooperative game that has a whole section about actually working as a team. Like the one of the first things you do is like you put down, it's like you're supposed to be telepathically linked. So you, you can't say what you're doing, but you put down your token for what you intend to do. And then if everybody can do the thing that they're intending to do, you all get a bonus. Anyways, it looks super, super cool. Uh, Salvage Deep Space. I was like, okay, give me your card. Um, I I want to check into this uh, later. I didn't see the the one board game that I kind of really do also want. Um, the Shivers. I didn't see that till Saturday. Ah, ah, that jumping ahead. I know <laughs> I jumped ahead. So I will say, on Friday I didn't see anything. But let me also caveat that by saying. Each time that I walked the expo area, I saw something new that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was fun. I will say that on Friday, there was one exhibitor who called out to me and my friend Chris as we were walking by, would you like to learn a game in under a minute? Hmm. We said no. <laughs> because we were not in the mood to stop at that point in time. And then it became our mission to find this person again to see if he could actually teach us a game in under a minute to be continued. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. A quest. Mm. A quest appears. I did ask my friend Rory from Hub Games what he, if he had heard of anything that would be worth looking at. Uh, the two things that... He recommended three things to me. One was Scout. One was uh, Turing Machine, which oh, yeah, yeah. is a tale in and of itself. Um, and then one was Soulforge Fusion, which is a trading card game. By Richard Garfield. I, and Turing Machine, Justin Gary. Turing Machine looks like my entire deal... But so much so that I know that I would never get any of my friends to play with me. I, so let me, let me, okay, we'll just go because Turing Machine started on Friday. I will tell you the Turing Machine tale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to try it. I trust Rory. He and I are of a similar age and interests. And so he has a, usually knows the things I would enjoy. Could not get anywhere near playtesting for Turing Machine. For all three days. Oh, wow. Until Sunday afternoon, golden hour, when most everyone has left the con, and it's like, now you're able to try things, except the company that makes Turing Machine stopped demoing it when they didn't have copies to sell anymore. Oh, womp. And they were like, well, there's copies in the library. Well, yeah, you know, ev at that point on Sunday, everybody was playing the library games. Yeah. There were no copies to play. Ouch. That's the Turing Machine oh. story. Dang. What What is Turing Machine? It's uh, a code-cracking like... thing, I believe. Is it cooperative, or is it? I, I I can't tell you. I know that they're like punch cards with shapes yeah. on them, so which there's... is basically what a Turing Machine is. Yeah, there's like... 
each time you push punch cards into the little like representation of the Turing machine that's made out of cardboard in the thing, you get a couple more pieces of information about whatever the code is you're cracking. I believe it's like colors. There's like three different options of colors in three different spaces. And you Mm. figure out what all those are. I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. I only know like half. (laughs) I I only looked over somebody's shoulder to see them playing. It looked like there was a hexagon and they were putting their punch cards up to it. This is the official board game geek blurb. Mm -hmm. Turing machine is a fascinating and competitive deduction game. It offers a unique experience of questioning a proto computer that works without electricity or any sort of technology, paving the way for a new generation of deduction games. The goal to find the secret code before the other players by cleverly questioning the machine. All right. Yeah. So you're trying to find the code, which is my whole thing. Like I love games like, um, Alchemist is one of my favorite games. You're just trying to do like one of those little logic puzzles from school where it's like Sally wants a hat, but only has a blue one. And, you know, you have to do the little chart of like, okay, Sally's hat can't be this color. Sorry, I went to school in the 80s. We did not have logic. You didn't have any logic? (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) Uh, We had logic. It was only for the advanced math students. Uh, and since I had switched h- schools, uh, they refused to put me in the advanced mm. uh, programs because I came in late. There you go. So uh, the Scout story, which Scout is kind of like uh, like a poker type game where you have to have the highest number cards, whatever, played from your hand, blah, blah. But you're, the thing is, you're not allowed to move them around. You got to like... It's, get rid of ones you don't want and take ones that you need, etc. It's et like cetera, a very um, attack-heavy rummy. Yes. Here's the Scout story. A friend of mine bought it, took it out of the box. We were sleeving it up, which it doesn't fit any sleeves. <laughs> don't bother. And I was reading the instructions, and I got through the first page of instructions and said, this is so complicated. <laughs> I have zero interest in playing this. Let's put it away. I I think Oof. that I I I totally feel you because those rules there's a lot and they sort of introduce it in a in a wrong-headed way and for it being like a front and half of the back amount of rules of a one mm-hmm. page like not even a full A4 page. It's it feels like a lot, but I bet if I was at a table with you and just explaining it in like simple terms as you needed to know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Be... It's just I was not in the mood to read yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. much to yeah, try yeah. to learn a game. So that was Friday day, Friday evening. Tell me about your Friday evening, boys. Oh, my gosh. It was the best. Okay. So, listeners, you probably, I mean, we probably hawked our book last time we were on here, but again, uh, bit.ly forward slash random book with a capital R and B will get you to the book that me, Greg, and our other two co-hosts, Wheels and Lee, wrote together about random matters. We'll start with where I was because I've been doing virtual true dungeon this year with my friends Ted, Celeste, and Joe. And Ted was like, I want to see the end of the story. And we're like, well, too bad because the last virtual adventure is over PAX Unplugged. And Ted said, and I'm bringing all my stuff. Let's do it in my 
hotel room. So I left the floor to run to my friend Ted's hotel room to play a virtual true dungeon adventure in his hotel room. How is it virtual and true right. at the same they time? They should call that untrue so, dungeon or lie dungeon. Yeah. False dungeon. I, <laughs> set pieces i mean it's done really well like they have a camera that goes through they have the actors it's just you're just not in the room with them so i was doing that and then towards the end of it i'm like oh hey uh very crew all of the peeps are going to the big party at the marriott cirque bar so i will meet you there send and then you you and lee got there before i did mm-hmm. and yes. you met People. We got quite substantially before you got there. Like we thought you were like, we're in the last room. And from what I heard, like you did 900 damage to that person. And they didn't die. So I guess 900 damage takes a long time to do in true dungeon because we were there for quite a while. But anyway, so Lee and I, we got some coffee because I had, I just had to be propped up by something <laughs> at that point. It was a very tiring con. Um, and then, we were going to go to the bar because that's where we were meeting everybody. And I passed by somebody's table and they were unboxing starship captains, which I was looking for. I was hoping to get at Gen Con. It was supposed to be, it was like rumored to be at Gen Con. And then when we got there, it wasn't actually there. And, but there it was, there was a physical copy. So I was like, Oh my gosh, they have starship captains. Lee remind me to get starship captains when we're back in the dealer hall, because I really want that game. And she was like, okay, yeah, wait a second. I'll definitely forget that. Uh, let, I'll probably, I'm just going to go discreetly take a picture. Actually, we're at PAX Unplugged, so this probably is a friend, and I'm just going to go talk to him. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Your anxiety. Wait, you just assume random people are friend? Hey, you know what? Lee and I both have a similar sort of anxiety, and sometimes it's absolutely not. No way. Can't, no can do. And sometimes it's like, whatever, everybody's a friend. And mm. Lee happened to have the coin flip on yep. everyone's a friend that day. And so we walked up to the dude and was like, you know, like, hey, I'm really excited to play that game. And we started, we sparked up a conversation and we talked about the game. And then he was wearing a Taskmaster shirt, which is like, Lee and I both have watched all of Taskmaster. <laughs> it's a great show. Highly recommend it. Never heard of it. It's a it's a British show, and oh, I'm out. <laughs> uh, but the the premise is that you just do like there's just like weird tasks that they get you to do. It's kind of like the dumbest sport possible because it's just whatever. It's like this: you have to launch a tea bag as far as possible, and they have five like comedians that are tr- attempting to do this the best. And then okay. you win Starship Captain. You win bad prizes if you if you win. So we, that sparked a conversation that he's wearing the Taskmaster shirt. And then he's like, Do y'all want to play this? Because I'm about to you know try to figure out the rules. And I was like, Well, you know, we're waiting on our friends, so we can't. But uh, you know, until they arrive, let's just keep talking. And then like that led to like, okay, do y'all like Dungeons and Dragons or um Pathfinder? And we're just like, Absolutely, of course. We're here. And he was like, oh, well, maybe you'll like my podcast. And he gave me some swag, like a business card and a sticker. And I was like, oh, damn, I've got some I've got we've got a podcast and we've got swag. So we gave him the rando pin, which, you know, if, if you're not in the know, if you see me or Greg at a con, just ask and we will give you a rando pin. Um, 
and I had a sticker for him as well and a business card. And then I was like, and here's a copy of my game. I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you this evening. Uh, and he like immediately looked at the cover and was just like, oh, this is I already love this just from the title. And we, we talked a little bit more and he was like, would you consider running this on my podcast? So like, watch out, listener. I might be on. Uh, oh, what's what's the name of this podcast? I got to find it. Man, you even have the card and everything. Mm-hmm. The defense court. I don't couldn't read that, Greg. The drunken geek. The drunken the geek. The drunken geek. The drunken geek podcast. So I might be running my game on the drunken geek podcast. Uh, and then that led to I was like, okay, we play a bunch of different games because they they're just on Pathfinder, but they're gonna change over systems. And I was like, we change systems all the time. You know, our episode, our seasons are about a dozen episodes or more. And then. I got out the website because I used my own website as reference all the time because I can't remember all this. I can't be bothered to remember everything we've done. Come on. Um, and I was just like scrolling through uh, and we got to the season that we did on our book. So it was just a picture of the book. And before I could say anything, he was like, oh, I have that book. I love it. And I was like, oh, like me and Lee are both just at the same time. We wrote it. We wrote it. And so this person just did not was not aware of our podcast not aware of us as authors just that had an amazon recommends and there you go like loves our book i was just one dollar in your pocket yeah (laughs) approximately yes less than approximately one dollar yes yeah maybe a quarter um because we (laughs) yeah i don't want to think about that um (laughs) but it was incredible like unprompted like praise for the book you didn't even know that it was that we had wrote it. Oh, oh, that wasn't even the only time at PAX that like earlier in the day, I saw our they them pin from our VRE merch store, which we also gave a bunch like Tuesday Night Games is kind enough to let us have a pin counter at their booth. Uh, I don't I don't know if they've had a lot of con presence since the pandemic. But before that, they were available at lots of places. So I'm sure that person got the pin from Tuesday Night Games and didn't have any idea about us. But I was like, hey, I designed that pin. That's really cool that you're wearing it. And they were just like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> so that was your Friday night. Yeah. Greg, you were doing true du- virtual yeah. True virtual Dungeon. Virtual True Dungeon. And then I finally made it to the bar because when I texted them, we had all just died. Mm. And I was like, now we have to do treasure. And treasure. Treasure. The people that do virtual true dungeon sometimes are very, very serious about it. And so they were like, okay, well, I have these tokens and I have these. And I'm like, we're never getting at it because it just kept going on and they're showing things to the camera. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get there soon. So then I went down to the bar and then there's like a million people that I know, right? Like, Logan can attest that I know a lot of people. (laughs) Greg is the person on our podcast who doesn't have that little coin flip thingy to see if people are friends. It's just, it's just friends. Like Greg can just talk to anybody and like just knows every single person. So, uh, well, that's see, Greg is top. Greg knows everybody. Logan is mid. Sometimes, you know, folks, sometimes you don't. Will ain't no nobody, and I don't want to know anybody. <laughs> you don't want to know. So went to the bar, uh, introduced the crew to a bunch of people that, like, hey, we've, we've had them on our show, so now you know who they are. Like, meet them in person. Um, 
met a bunch of new people uh and then i think uh so my sort of spiritual twin katie who's on the venture maidens who i only see at cons and katie and i are incredibly similar so i'm like well you guys have to beat katie because katie's incredible and well, i played mystery or, yeah uh mystery business project. Yeah, my other RPG. Uh, <laughs> with Katie. With Katie. But I'm like, okay, let's... Anyways, I'm like... Because well, I knew in my brain, I'm like, no matter what, you two are going to like Katie, so like, we'll have a good time at the bar. Uh, and of course, it was super, super loud, and then Katie's like... Well, we're like, we need to use the restroom, and Katie's like, well, I'll just come upstairs to the room, to my room. And then we spent most of the night just talking with Katie and just talking about It stuff. was... Yeah, I think it was... It got loud in the bar, and those... It almost- got really loud in the bar. I mean, even Greg was like, nah, this ain't it. But the people who were not social butterflies were also just like, get me out of here. <laughs> well, the problem is there's also a wedding at the same place. So we had a huge wedding crowd. We had the industry people. It got chaotic really quick. And I was like, you know, I just like I had just spent the night with Celeste and Ted. I'm like, I do want to spend some time just chatting with Katie because I only get to see her once a year or maybe twice if we're lucky. So I'm like, yeah, let's 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 bail. This was two times to a in place this year, that's right? quite because yeah, this is two times this Gen year, Con which in. is rare. Gen yeah. Con in here. So then we went upstairs and had homemade cookies and other sweets. Katie just brought us all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, and then we it just ruled. chatted, and then that lasted until about eleven, and then I went back down to see the people who are still left and then you all left. And then two other parties, like exclusive parties that had been going on all came to the bar. Mm. So then I was with just a 10 more people. I was with critical Bard. I was with little, I was with dot. I was with just all these people that came in and I'm like, I'm not getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't get out till 2am. You know that, that, whoa, that whole thing Too like friday late. friday night i i don't know i was just i think it was bad sleep and having woken up at 3 a.m the previous day but i i just could not be there anymore but that like even that small amount of doing all that fun stuff with all those cool people and having all those conversations that was definitely like my highlight of the event yeah oh friday night was great yeah. there were so many great people so many cool people to run into um but yeah, I did pay the price because we did not get to the con particularly early on Saturday. Oh, that's why we didn't do Puzzle Room on Saturday. <laughs> well, okay, Puzzle, here's the, okay, we need to talk about PAX Unplugged's horrible decision to only allow you to sign up for things the morning of them happening. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So you had to be in line for most things right Wipe, they didn't open till 10, but if you didn't get there at 8 a.m., chances are you weren't doing an official thing that day because they didn't have enough rooms. Again, they short-shifted everybody, so the only way they could compensate for it was to say, show up if you really want to do it that day, which meant we didn't decide to do anything. Like I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. getting there at 8 a.m. to stand in a line 100 people deep to maybe do a puzzle room. No, when you couldn't determine what time right it was going to be available for you until you got up to the desk and they were like, oh, in twelve hours, yeah, no, no, if I'm going to even exist in twelve hours, no, (laughs) bad. It was so poorly laid out. It was so poorly like I. It it was a labyrinth. The whole thing. 
Yeah, the whole thing was weird, but also I could tell that they were just like, we didn't expect to not have all the space. And they just, yeah. and instead of like trying to compensate for it, just said, figure it out. We done. I've, I've, I'm sure like, like clearly that decision was made because like you said, they weren't having enough like ticket sales or whatever. Maybe next time it gets better. But like, I doubt that any of the like individual people that we were dealing with did had anything to do with that schedule or the mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. definitely not the booking of half of the thing to social studies. But like, I mean, I guess. Well, let me tell you about my times. wild Friday yeah, night. How is it your wild Friday No night. bars, no alcohol, and very little friendship. Um, I <laughs> since uh, my friend Rory had recommended I try Soul Forge Fusion, him knowing that I am a big trading card game player and enthusiast who has recently lost the trading card game that was closest to my heart uh he he recommended that he used to play that other trading card game as well we'll go unnamed so uh they we found out that they were continuing demos of soul forge fusion past the time that the show floor would be closed so we decided that we would go and demo that later in the evening and we did uh, and I really, really liked the game a lot. It yeah, you just, loved it. You, yeah. You I were mean, into, I, 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 I certainly I'm, bought in quite a bit. I, I'm curious to try it because you loved it so much. But I, the, the best way I can describe it is it, uh, and, and, and it's also, it's important to say, it's not just Richard Garfield who designed it, but Justin Gary as well, who is the creator of Ascension. My, my apologies. Um, uh, I was not yeah, aware. Oh, well, Ascension, that's, so he's like a, like a big, he was a big player in like Magic the Gathering tournament scenes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it just combines features of pretty much like every other trading card game. Uh, so that it's like, I don't know, it's just like there's something for everybody in there. Um, so yeah, the, the main thing to keep in mind is like Keyforge, you buy pre made decks but unlike keyforge you buy half decks and then you take two that you want to combine oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, remember you talking about that so you can look for the synergies in the way that you want to play with the two decks that you put together do you you Uh, know that there's like with the keyforge kickstarter that just like did really well uh, they have a new format where you can actually mix and match within a set. You can mix and match all three of the houses of a keyboard. That's fine. Thing. Too late. Yeah. I, um, I'm just, I just wanted to <laughs> uh, and then like flesh and blood, you have sort of a main champion type character that has an ability that interplays as you go later into the game. Um, and then the combat mechanics are interesting. Like all of it like worked just really was like easy enough to learn and friends of mine who don't play trading card games as intensely as I do were still able to get into it and really enjoy playing because they didn't have to think so much about individual cards. They could just, you know, get two half decks and say, all right, let me play with this and see how it works out and then have fun playing it that way. So I was, I was really enjoyed Soul Forge Fusion. I bought two booster box. I bought the special play mat that was exclusive the dino mat bought a starter kit so i have 12 half decks to work with 
Nice. But I was able to put together one deck that it's just like the synergies in it are so nice that it, it just flows really, really well. Nice. So that was my Friday night. Did that, had dinner, went to bed. <laughs> Saturday. How'd your Saturday go? Well, Saturday, I was Professor Turo for much of the day. That's right. You couldn't pee. I was not. I, I did not. Uh, I had planned it accordingly because I'm like, I'll be in this. I will be in this costume up, upon which it's difficult to get in and out for exactly five hours. And then I will go home yeah. and I will change. Saturday was a late start day for all yeah, of us, absolutely. I yeah. think. As yeah. you could have probably intuited from the late night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, just for the uninitiated, um, the secret with PAX Unplugged, it's hard for me to like elaborate on this and using exactly the right words, but Friday is the not-so-crowded day, but it is yeah. an enthusiast day, yes. so there will be lots of people there who want to try games. Um And it is also where if a game is going to be in stock, it is going to be in stock. Saturday is the day that anybody who can come does come. Yes. So it is just extremely crowded. And if a game is going to run out of stock, it will run out of stock on Saturday. Sunday is the least crowded day, and you probably will get a chance to try a game if you want to. But Unless they if it's re- already sold if out and they don't want to do yeah. any more demos. If it's really good, you're probably not going to be able to buy it at yeah. the con at that point in time. So, yeah, on Saturday, we got we got a late start, um, and we went to the con for lunch. There's this place called Reading Station like catty corner to the yeah. Reading market. Redding, yeah. Reading terminal, terminal market. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that place rules. It has so many good restaurants in it and lots of good food and options for everybody. So it was very, very easy pick because it's so close to the con. Although I had a ton of great food in Philly. There's like, we like we had to go through Philly's Chinatown to get to the con. And there's so many good <laughs> There are places. so many good mm-hmm. restaurants, yeah. Um, As opposed to um, the burger restaurant that I tried to go to on Friday where we waited in line for 45 minutes, they stopped taking orders for 45 minutes, and then we were able to order and get food. Mm. Oof. Mm. So we we ate, we went to the con, walked around the dealer hall. I got my copy of Starship Captains to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... It was so hot. So Philly is usually much colder than South Carolina outside. And inside a building, it is an oven in every single location. Like I'm used to a pretty consistent temperature. Like if I go outside, it'll drop. Like I'm like the change in temperature is going to be a maximum of 10 degrees in South Carolina for mo- most of the time in Philly. I was having like hundred degree swings. It was wild. <laughs> well, yeah. so Saturday they did have a warm front come through, and my suspicion is that the convention center is kind of a we turn the heat on for the winter and the heat is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they absolutely so, did. Certainly. They turned it on for the winter and it was on. So it was which was great for me because I was wearing warm. a skin tight suit. Dad, yeah. you were wearing a speed suit. Yeah. And I, uh, I do this dumbass thing during December where I wear from. December 1 to December 25, a different Christmas sweater every day. 
and I just don't live in a good place for that because most of the time it's too warm for sweaters, but especially that day in Philly, it was too warm for sweaters. <laughs> it was, it so, was like Lee and I were both overheating and we just had to have like an emergency. Like we went to the media room, which was actually super cool to like change into just, just undershirts was what we were going for after that. But the media room, it was great that we went to the media room yeah. because you got a bird's eye view of the convention. Like they had when this, this like, panel windows out onto the convention floor but like from two stories up so you could see everything it was a very must be nice must be nice (laughs) it was Hmm. nice (laughs) it was great and so yeah it was great so i got stopped a few times being professor turo people have pictures mm -hmm. of me out in the world oh listeners professor turo is the latest like from the latest Pokemon games Pokemon game Pokemon Scarlet Violet and it's a it's a lycra suit so (laughs) So Greg looked like he was about to do the Tour de France. Uh, yeah, and he he had a scientist jacket over. I had to, a scientist to cover, to cover his shame. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bottom button buttoned every now and then until people wanted a picture, and then they got the yeah. whole business. The, they got the whole business. So like, I was wearing multiple layers to make sure that the whole <laughs> business was stayed just a hidden business. <laughs> for for me, Saturday was the day of cat games. Mm. Yeah, you played a lot of cat games on Saturday. Did you guys see any games on Saturday that were standouts? Yes. There's a game that I want to buy called The Shivers. Yes. Which is a pop-up mystery adventure with slight role-playing aspects to it. So the idea is that uh, you are playing a scenario inside a mansion, but the... You take rooms to connect them into a mansion, and then you open up the rooms like a pop-up book, and then there's things to interact in there, and there's backgrounds you can change. Um, so, like, characters have their own goals to do things. You're trying to solve a mystery. There's, like, the base game, I think they said, comes with 10 different mysteries to run through, which is a lot, I think, uh, depending how often you get it. But it, like, looked super cool like i love the idea of like let's open up the mansion and there's things to interact with it, it felt uh, it like, feels and they described it as yeah a, like a little, a little tiny escape room like, yeah unlike i don't know like unlocked or whatever there's an actual manifestation of this mansion or this place that you're in mm-hmm. which is really that's a good addition i think yeah so it looks super fun. Uh, since I had only brought a carry-on with me my whole thing was i can't buy anything because i'm not shipping it home so I like. Oh, well, you could have put it in my suitcase. Yeah, no. But also, my question was: was why would I? There weren't really any deals. Like there wasn't like, hey, this is discounted. True. Hey, this is cheaper. Like the price they were selling it at Pax Unplug was the price I can buy on their website and have it shipped to me. So I will just do that later. But also, since it's the month of December, I'm not allowed to buy myself <laughs> stuff. I mean, oh, true. Honestly, like. Like there are very smaller creators often have sales on Sunday, not to, I mean, not for any other reason than they don't want to have to ship back all the product. Um, but larger haters like asthma day or whatever. I mean, I don't know where shivers falls in that line, but yeah, well, I, I mean, as I mean, wasn't there. Yeah. No, they weren't there. This is their first game. Yeah. Right. Like, but it, but it but they also had like very high production yeah. value. They had very high production. Also, they didn't seem to have a lot there. Like, they didn't have a lot of stock. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think... The other thing I think is because 
PAX Unplugged was so unsure last year that a lot of them didn't bring a lot of stock yeah. because a lot of things were sold out mm-hmm. real yeah. fast. Boop. Boop sold out. Boop, Boop sold, out. sold out. But that was my that's that's my Saturday cat game of the <laughs> cat game of the year. Love it. Did you get a copy of Boop? I did not get a copy of Boop. Oh, so my friend Chris got a copy. My friend Alan got a copy. So I did players, get to play right? Boop. Yeah, it is only two players. Yeah. Correct. I don't. I like. I just can't get those to the table. Ah. Like. All right. So for the uninitiated, Boop is a cat game. Um, your the play area is a bed, mm-hmm. and the gameplay is you start out with kittens. And you are placing kittens on the bed, which is divided into a grid, uh, so that they can take a nap. And if you place a kitten next to another kitten, yours or your opponent's, you boop that other kitten so it has to boop out one block over from where you just placed your kitten. And the goal is, first goal, get three kittens in a row. If you get three kittens in a row, you get a cat. Then the second goal is to get three cats in a row, and if you get three cats in a row, you win. Mm. Aha! Uh, it's like those little uh, merge app games. Somewhat. Merge yes. Merge Mansion, which I play... Except rather than having things come together, things spread apart. Wait, I thought you said uh, three so... kittens make one cat. Yeah, you have to get them to line up. But that's very hard to do because even let's say I had two kittens with one space in between them. If I put a kitten between them to make three in a row, the two that are on either side get booped out. Oh, so you wow! You, you only you line them up by you have to boop something in. Oh goodness! So it's like it's like it's almost like a lights out puzzle. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's like, it's really yeah. not. It's it's kind of like the the best way I would say it is kind of like Othello. In, in that you're placing things, and when you place things, it affects the other things on the board. So you have to, you know, just think very visually that way. Um, and th- then the thing is, you can boop cats off the bed. So that's kind of a way that control it. Do you think they and die? also, no. Okay. Uh, because no, because then you just have that cat to, to replace to uh. put on the bed again. Um, kittens cannot boop a cat. So. If you are able to put a kitten next to a cat, the the cat doesn't boop out. So it's 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 actually a really good game, and sounds the like story a brain burner. That sounds it is it is yeah, it's yeah. quite thought intensive. Um, the story that my friend uh, Chris got supposedly this is hearsay. I'm hearing it, you know, secondhand. Is that uh, there's a game where you place barriers and you're trying to move wooden people across a board. It's like corridor with a Q. And the creator of Boop was working with them and that deal fell apart. So then he started working with another company and he wanted it to be like a classy, like wooden pawns on a wooden grid chessboard type game. And when he went to the second company, they said, well, that's not going to sell, but if you make it cats, it's going to sell. And <laughs> they were right. <laughs> and they, they were right. right. They were right. Because I, I almost bought a copy of Boop, except they were sold out, and I was saved from Boop that, by that. That almost, that almost makes me sad, because 
I like when I see a game like that, it's like, I don't know, like heckin' good doggos is the name of a game. And it always feels very cynical to me because I'm like, that game could be literally anything. It's being sold on the pictures and the name and the yeah. mechanics are secondary, but apparently heck and good doggos is a good game. And I, and sounds like boop is very interesting too. Boop is a very good game. And that yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. even more like, Oh, it was cynical. They, like they had this game and it was themed as something that wasn't kitty cats and a, a like buzzword, but they changed. Well, yeah. It's like nobody wants to buy checkers anymore, yeah. but if boop. it's adventure time, <laughs> um, <laughs> So the other cat games, uh, one was Calico, which I think is an older game. I like Calico. Uh, did not play that. Uh, also want to note that the cat on the cover of Calico is not a Calico cat. Um, hmm. And then we also played I Love Cats, which I, love cats I won. Takes a long time, is what I. Not if you play family mode. Yeah. Oh, um, and still, the most important thing is I won. Great so job. Isle of Cats is uh, Tetris tile laying on a boat, and the Tetris pieces are cats. And, and you have to sort of build family groups of cats. And apparently you're, like, trying to steal the cats from the aisle, or a pirate will come and murder them. It's, there it's is, very high no, stakes. No, no. <laughs> what are the... <laughs> very high stakes on it's such oh, a yeah. such a Logan way of putting things. <laughs> the pirate is coming. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about the pirate. You are saving the cats. Yeah. By transporting them off the island. Yes. But... You're not stealing them. Oh. Well, anyway, there were there the stakes are high. The kitties will be murdered. Yes. Yes, exactly. Let it be known that that was not the part that I was getting wrong. <laughs> Um, so the game that I got, uh, I had a chance to play with Tabletop Royale, uh, Monday, um, which listeners, if you don't know, in the last year and a half, I started streaming with Tabletop Royale, my friends who live just down the road. And, uh, every Monday we play a different board game. They, they stream Keyforge even still. It's that's, that's why I know all this stuff about Keyforge. Um, but on Mondays we play like Marvel champions and other stuff, but Last Monday, we played Starship Captains, which was the game that I bought on the show floor that I was very excited about. Like, it's it's still not out in stores. Like, that it, that, it was pretty cool to get it at PAX. Like I said, I wanted it at Gen Con, and it just wasn't there. But this game rules. I love it so much. Um, I should say, I packed it. And, like, I bought it, and I was like, how am I going to get this home? And Lee was just like, you can just ship it. And then I was like... Who has the time to figure that out? So I just, <laughs> I just like unzipped the extra part of my carry-on luggage that makes it a little bit, you know, bigger. About like, definitely not the width of a board game bigger, but slightly bigger. And I was like, that's gonna work. And so the game is a little mushed. The game box is a little mushed. There's a little, a little there's a couple little wrinkles in the corners, but it made it home. And none of the pieces are messed up. Just the box. So anyway, this <laughs> this game, Starship Captains, is uh, everybody is kind of simulating their own ship in the Star Trek universe, but but legally distinct from the Star Trek universe. But they all they all have red shirts and blue shirts and yellow shirts, and they do the jobs that you would expect from those shirts. Uh, and it's really good. It's 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 the I feel like it it looks complex and like there's a lot of bits and pieces. 
but I think it's the most boiled down a game could get and still pretty accurately make you feel like you're piloting or the captain of a ship in Star Trek. All right. Greg and I had pizza for dinner on Saturday. And then Greg said, I was in accordance, concurrence with this statement. I've been carrying Commander Dex around with me this entire con. We are playing Commander. So Yep, I did say that absolutely. We played Commander. Was it fun? And it was quite possibly, and I have had incredibly frustrating experiences playing Magic the Gathering Commander format. It was quite possibly the most frustrating experience I've ever... No, 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 no. Explain why. I, my friend Chris, our friend Chris, was playing with us. Chris is not a Magic the Gathering player. I gave him one of my Commander decks, probably my most cherished Commander deck, Kolfenor, The Last U. And he managed... Within like three or four turns to get the unstoppable win condition that that deck is built to get, that I have never <laughs> in months and months of playing that deck been able to get. <laughs> And not by using tutors, not by searching out cards. He just drew the cards that he needed to win. However, however, I immediately stopped however, him from being able to win. He also so didn't draw the lands he needed, so I kept true. killing things so that he couldn't actually do it. So wait, uh, so if I, I'm only like I used to play a lot of Magic, and I'm pretty sure I've played Commander before, but it's like you have three people on both sides, right? Is that the deal? No, no four it's players. Four. It's four okay, players. You can attack anybody. Oh, it's four, four you have your Commander. All. It's a hundred. It's a hundred cards in the deck singleton format, so you only have one copy of each. Yeah, no. Chris got very close to doing it, but he just didn't understand. Well, he'd mm-hmm. never played before, so he didn't understand what he needed to do. Mm. Also, he didn't have lands, so when he got close to doing the combo that I knew was coming, I'm like, "Well, we're gonna slow you down by killing the one thing that's giving you one piece that you need." Uh, but Will predicted who would win at the start of the game, and he picked predicted yes, correctly. It was Greg. <laughs> Well, wait, why was that the most frustrating? Your deck worked as intended. Because he's <laughs> never been able to do it in the in the seven or eight times he's brought this to yes. our magic night. He has never gotten the pieces to actually do it. Dang. Plus, also... I mean, a hundred card singleton, he, that's, I mean, that's pretty tough. Yeah. This, is, this deck is tuned, dude. Yeah, it's, it's tuned to do it. But also... In our regular group, people can see what's coming. Like, I True. sort of knew what was coming, but people can see, like, Vince would get like, kill that, kill that. I know what you're doing. Kill that, kill that, <laughs> kill that. Yeah, that's all right. That's my reason why I can't play those kind of things. Like, I, I love the idea of Cube, for example. Like, that sounds really fun, but I am an outsider and can't enjoy it in the way that everybody else can because they know like every card in the cube and i know yeah, yeah, yeah. five of the cards in the cube and they're mm. the lands <laughs> i mean you you don't put lands in the cube but you know what i mean so then we get to sunday easy day family day you both ditched me you made the flight i uh, 
<laughs> you you said I want to go Sunday afternoon. I got you Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I I did. I was like, because we, we only had the hotel, the Airbnb through Sunday. So I was like, well, I have nowhere to stay, so I do need to leave on Sunday. So yeah, we did ditch. We did. Uh, leave. So Sunday, it was you know me and Chris on our own, and well, Bev and Alan were around. We walked the floor another time, except this time we decided to go from east to west rather than west to east, which is the normal route. Still didn't see too much that captivated my attention. Then we were like, let's try to get Turing Machine from the library. We didn't, but I spotted another game that had drawn our eyes, Ooh. but we hadn't tried. What was it? And I said snatched it from the library and we sat down and we played fire tower oh and that's a fire good game. tower is my game of the con oh, really <laughs> that game is so dumb and fun i just <laughs> i actually went and I, I like immediately after we played i was like i have to get a copy of this and i got a copy of it heck yeah uh let me elevator pitch back to classic uh, oh, Tuesday wow. night podcasts. Uh, let me, I'm going to give myself five more seconds. I will elevator pitch fire tower. Here we go. So there are four fire towers in the woods. There is an eternal fire in the center of the board. Each of the people staffing a fire tower is attempting to burn down the other people's fire towers. <laughs> so yeah. the gameplay is each turn you place a fire uh you can only place your fire in the direction that the wind is blowing and then you can play a card and the cards basically allow you to change the direction that the wind is blowing to do a water-based action of uh putting out fires a fire-based action of expanding the fire or building fire breaks that are areas that the fire can't spread to and that game is absolutely fun even if it's only because of the little things that they use to make the flame fires that you place are so beautiful and orange and sparkly mm -hmm. <laughs> is that the place yeah. that had that that beautiful flickering like yeah they oh, had yeah. the the, the yeah. sort of bins with the flickering orange yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was cool i definitely like i'm not it's not easy to like draw me into a booth because i'm mostly just like I know, especially at Gen Con, like I know where I'm headed. No thanks. But that one, I was like, "Ooh, pretty." I mean, I was very tired, so that might have had something to yeah. do with it. But yeah. I was just like zombie walking towards the sparkly fire. So I bought that. I tried to get Boop, but Boop was sold out, so that was fine. And then I made the mistake of it was my third stop at locally owned Leader Games, Ooh. and I let them pitch Ahoy. Which is basically root on boats. Yes, yeah, root on boats. <laughs> and I was like, bought, sold. <laughs> I love root so much. I wish, so do I. I and now I have root on boats. Nice. I like the thing that unlocked everything in my head for like how I can get more people to play that is to never play with the vagabond. <laughs> and I don't know why I have never mm, thought of this before. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, It'll be a better time next time. 
Because the vagabond is yeah. just like, la, 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 la. I like has nothing to do with everybody else. They're not having a good time right. as a player. And then they're just like, I guess I win. And everybody else doesn't have a good time. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I guess so, the cats stop invading the city because somebody had a great time over there. <laughs> one of the uh, pitches for Ahoy was that it's simpler than Root. So I yes, it is. sets up and plays faster than Root. Okay. But it's still got four factions that play, well... The two smugglers pretty much play the same, mm-hmm. but then there's the sharks and the mollusks that are a slightly different play style. When you're a shark, you're a shark. I love any anything with Kyle Farron's art, which is all of leader games. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he just that's just a very talented... Yeah, I think the only thing where I stand is that if I had to choose between Gen Con and PAX Unplugged, like, I'm just going to do Gen Con. Yeah. I, I just was my first PAX was not that impressive. Um it w- I I don't know if it was just like they haven't gotten their feet back from COVID times, but both PAX East and Unplugged felt like disorganized messes. Mm. I honestly like I, I'm very biased towards Gen Con because I've been going there more than a decade, which feels weird to say wild uh and it's just like the this week where me and all of my very close friends hang out and just have a great time and it's like guaranteed to be a great time and we don't need Mm -hmm. like we know everything about the con i can go in there and get all the games and then come back and i mean like the last two years we just went and got the games and then played them all at the airbnb and then had good food because we know where all the good places are in indy now um so pax definitely like didn't how could it possibly live up to that but i i don't know i probably wouldn't go back unless they like guaranteed take our panel and then i would be like okay maybe Mm. i i will say because i've been to more pax unplugs than you guys um that that the shifts that they have made since covid uh yeah i would agree have been deleterious um it, it, it talk about big words charm- hey look at you hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh no it just seemed like it it used to feel uh, very homey I, that's the yeah. i think the best way where gen con can be overwhelming because it is just absolutely everything mm-hmm. pax unplugged was almost like we only have this much space, so you know, come and it it it's, wasn't a ton of people yet coming to it, mm-hmm. and so it just you know it felt very comfortable. Yeah, and you I could, could enjoy the experience that, and like... games, and I just feel like it has definitely grown in popularity. Like there are a ton of people, but it sort of hasn't. I don't know what like. Like it's it's mm. I want to say like a, a like a kid growing up and the bones have gotten bigger but the body hasn't caught up yet yeah. so it's just like there's just that discomfort to it mm. Mm. so we'll have to see I mean it's easy for me to say that I would always go because I'm very East Coast and that area of the East Coast 
I, um, I really enjoyed my time in Philly. I would go to Philly again for sure. I, yeah, I'd go to Philly yeah. again. I would also go where I had a car so I could go visit my friends in New York who were like, oh, you're so close. And I'm like, oh, I am. It's not that close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, it's like 82 miles is like driving to Duluth, right? Like, True, true. I could do that. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking about doing Dragon Con and that that I I feel like that's a hop, skip and a jump from me. But it is like. A two and a half hour drive. <laughs> it's yeah. just like not yeah. that big a deal. But but yeah, it's it just seemed to me like another part of it that you guys probably just didn't notice is there used to be a much larger tournament culture mm. at PAX Unplugged. Now I did have a buddy who was in a Star Wars, whatever the miniatures version of Star Wars is, uh tournament there. But when I went to see where he was playing the tournament, it was just like Eight roped off tables. Yeah, on, they used to literally have a completely separate floor and ballroom area for tournaments. That was, uh, you know, the previous time that my friends, the the tabletop royale guys, uh, they went to Pax Unplugged for a Keyforge tournament, and that was, I mean, that mm-hmm. was like the big deal. Like that was, that yeah, was all they did think, while they were there. Yeah. I mean, I think the new normal now is that it doesn't make enough money, and those those sections are going to go to a different con. Like they're going to probably like, unless I can hear something like, Oh, this is the only con here. And what happened last year won't happen again. That, that those tournament rooms, those panel rooms are, are all gone. Yeah. That would be unfortunate. Yeah. (sighs) Well, (laughs) Uh, we've, we've fulfilled our duty for 2022. You know, I that means... hey gang, on the record, I would love to do this more often with y'all. I know you're getting out of the content creation game, I mean, Will. But... Hey, hey, don't spill my tea. <laughs> <laughs> if we do one podcast a year, we're doing at least as well as uh, what is that awful Paul Blart? Oh, oh till death, death do us Blart. Yes, we're doing at least as well as them. So if only we had the numbers, we can manage <laughs> to go with them. Well, we'll get keep there. working at it. Yeah. Every year, we'll get a Look, little you, bit more. You know I am down to talk to my favorite people Aww. about all of this stuff all the time. Yep. So call me in. Same. Put me in, coach. All right. Let's leave it at that. Frontil, Logan. Frontil, Will. Frontil, Greg. Frontil, Greg. Frontil, Will. Frontil, Logan. Until next year. <laughs> Frontil <laughs> listeners, which is which is coming up real quick. Yeah, maybe it'll be January. True, you, can, you, mm. you never can tell. Spoilers. <laughs>
Spoon with a K. Games. That's the best way to keep up with uh, everything that's going on with the company.